Welcome to your Sunday worship, and I wish a blessed Advent upon you all. Have a blessed Advent doesn't quite have the same ring as Merry Christmas, right? Merry Christmas just rolls off the tongue. And when I was in Target yesterday, the woman doing the checking out wished me a Merry Christmas. And the seminary geek in me almost corrected her and said, no, 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 it's Advent. I didn't do it. I, I caught myself. I'm growing up. <laughs> but Advent is an interesting time. It's that time before the amazing thing. And we'll talk about this more in the spring when it comes to Lent and Easter. You'll be hard-pressed to find a pastor who says Happy Easter one second before Easter Sunday. This is a similar time. In Advent, we're remembering a time in our people's history before Jesus came. We know the end of the story now. We know that he came, that he ministered and healed. We know that he was crucified and then three days later was risen. We know that we've been reconciled back to God. We know the good news now. But they didn't know the good news then. All they had was a promise. Granted, from a God who does keep God's promises. But I think it's easy for us to relate to this promise and how far away it can feel. Because yes, Christ has come. Yes, I too know what it feels like to have the Holy Spirit fill me. I too know what it is to connect in moments with my God. And Christ has yet to return. I, too, know what it means to wait for every tear to be wiped away and to do so with, with hope in a weary world. Awe, oh, holding both. That's our job. That's so much what we call Christian discipleship, holding both. So while I didn't correct the lovely woman at Target, it is with great joy that I wish everyone here a blessed Advent. Because we're not just waiting, we're together. We saw in our scripture today that Mary and Elizabeth came together and joy erupted. Wouldn't it be nice if all of our holiday gatherings went so well? that we could come together and joy would erupt. I don't know about you, but we're awfully busy in our home right now. There's a lot to do. This is my first Christmas season on Oahu, and I don't think I realize soon enough that I have to get all of my shopping done sooner if my mom wants her Christmas gift in time. And she says she's fine, and I know she's fine, but darn it, she's my mom, and she deserves her gift on time. Hi, mom. Hi, mom. Right? So there's just been a bit more of a crunch. In the meantime, my daughter is so ready to be done with school. She's over it. It's understandable. I remember that, too. And then there's the holiday parties. 
And sometimes they can feel like one more thing you have to do. Ladies, we have to do our hair. We have to pray it doesn't rain when we do our hair. We have to make it look like we always look this good. For my men in the audience, perhaps you have similar concerns. Perhaps you have the added burden of worrying about finances. There's a lot that comes up this time of year, and none of us are supposed to look like we're worried. But when Mary shows up at Elizabeth's house, she does answer the door. It doesn't say she put her face on. It doesn't say she rifled through her closet, which I would have done, and I've done so many times recently. Does anyone else, like, hate their closet right now? (sighs) There's nothing in there that's going to hide how I actually am doing. My family was invited to a Christmas season gathering, an Advent gathering, last week, and I really love being social. So I'm excited to go. I'm a little nervous about my clothes, just being honest, but I'm excited to go. My partner and my husband, Mark, has given me permission to share that he was not ready to go that night. He is in a a point in his life where, and maybe you know it, he's about to turn 50. In less than a year, he's going to turn 50. And that's when you start to realize that, like, the things that hurt might keep hurting. And and, and your job and what purpose does it have? and, and, And when you start to question purpose, you're one question away from what worth do I have? These are big questions, and it takes a lot of courage to ask them. And while he's asking these questions, this brave man of mine, he bravely says, I don't want to go. And I was like, well, what am I going to tell them? He said, tell them I don't feel well. Okay, it's locked and loaded. I'm ready. He doesn't feel well. It's not a lie. It's not the whole truth. He doesn't feel well. So I walked through the door, and my host said, where is Mark? And I said, he can't come. He doesn't feel well. Good wife, Pat. What does he have? (laughs) Oh, I haven't rehearsed this bit. Um, And you know the moment where you're evaluating where along the spectrum to speak And I was at Brian's house, so I looked Brian in the eye, and I looked our friend Kyle in the eye, and I said, he's got midlife Christosity. And instead of laughing with derision, my friend Kyle looked down, and he said, let me know when you have a pill for that. And there was a silence, and it was like, what he said was funny, but he wasn't kidding. The thing that Mark and I both feared would make us weird and separate and alone was something we ended up sharing with another friend. And it set the tone for the whole evening. 
We were comfortable being ourselves. My friends are delightful. Kyle was wonderful that night. He was funny and honest and a little bit sad. And Brian, ever the pastor, was funny and honest and gave us space to connect. Mark wasn't even there, and he was connected in that room. The rest of the night went so well. We ended up playing capture the flag with all the kids, pretending like we were 20 and fast again. I felt 20 that night. I leapt, I fell, I got a little beat up, and I walked away. Yes, the next morning I felt 40 again. But there was something about connecting authentically that night that led to joy and ridiculousness and some shenanigans that made us all feel much younger than we are. Likewise, let us imagine what it would have been like to be Elizabeth, 60 years old and pregnant. Ladies, can you even? You might recall from last week when Brian preached, we had read the scripture directly before this one, in which the angel comes to Elizabeth's husband, Zechariah, and says, you've been praying and we've heard you and you're going to conceive. And Zechariah says, but we're old. And the angel wraps his tongue up in his mouth. I believe so that he would not speak words of doubt. So we would have some time to sit with, with truth. But can you imagine being Elizabeth, finding yourself pregnant, and your husband has not a word to say? Wouldn't have been a comfortable home. I'm sure he wrote down what happened. But being 60, being pregnant, your husband is in a right state. He's a priest. They have to talk. I'm sure he was not doing well at work. But they say in the scripture that she was in seclusion for six months. That is a long time to be alone. And in pregnancy months, even longer. She was alone with this news. And we know how it ends. We know she gives birth to John the Baptist, who would pave the way for our Savior, but she, she's living in the fear of about to give birth at 60. This was almost a terminal diagnosis. I bet she felt very strange and different and not good company. Six months into her pregnancy, Mary gets a visit from an angel, busy angel. And the angel visits Mary and gives her this incredible news. You will bear the Son of God. Mary's also curious. How can this be? I am a virgin. Because God does amazing things 
is what the angel says, because we have also helped Zechariah and Elizabeth become pregnant. In this same way, you will be made the mother of God. She's 14, which was a bit more common back then to be a 14-year-old pregnant woman. But she was unwed, but engaged, almost worse. Because Joseph knew he wasn't the father. In Israel during this time, this was punishable by death. What a burden to put on even Mary, who must have been very special and very, very strong. She gets the news of this pregnancy and races to Judea to her cousin Elizabeth. She didn't stay home. She raced. And while these women are very different, one is 14, one is 60, one is unwed, one is very wed, Mary races to her cousin. She seeks out connection when she could have sought isolation. She shows up on Elizabeth's door, and Elizabeth, upon hearing her voice, has a bodily response to Mary. The, cre the creation inside of her leapt. If I'm very quiet, and I listen very closely, sometimes I get a feeling of her presence and my body leaps. This is what Christ does. Even in his not being here yet, he's here. In each of us, Today, I might say, maybe even especially in women. When two women get together and they worry a little less about their eyeliner and they worry a little less about their hair and their heels and they just connect because they have the power to make life, joy erupts. So my charge to you in the coming weeks, connect as you are. If you feel that urge to seek out a friend or family member, go for it. This is how God works in these urges. I don't think in, in I don't expect an angel to visit any of us. I don't want to limit the possibilities. But that still small voice, if you feel urged, do it. And if someone shows up at your door, answer it. You look fine. It's a simple message this time of year. But I think it's a powerful one. 
no matter what state you're in, mentally, physically, professionally, you are worth connecting with. May each of us find a joyful moment in connection. Will you pray with me? Mothering, fathering God. God, we are mystified that you come to us in moments where we should be separate. We feel different and weird and strange and yet you show up in the form of another person. You show up. You connect us. God, thank you so much for Mary, for her showing up. God, thank you so much for Elizabeth, for her coming to the door. God, I feel them bound in my heart as cousins, as women, as sisters. May all men and women know the power of connection. Bring us together in this waiting so that we don't wait alone, but we wait with you through others. God, we pray for the continued healing of the planet, for that of our animal brothers and sisters. We remember all those on Maui who are still recovering Bring them together so that they can know you better. We say for these things in the name of your most incredible, most high son, Jesus Christ. Amen.